0: Welcome to the Food and Beverage Insider Podcast, the source for the latest ingredients, formulation, supply chain, and regulatory issues affecting healthy food and beverage product innovation. Today's host is Alex Smolikoff, Assistant Editor. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Food and Beverage Insider podcast. I am Alex Smolikoff and I am joined today by Alter Eco CEO Mike Forbes, the first uh, recurring guest for me on the podcast, uh, back for a second time. Uh, so, Mike, how are you? Uh, we spoke uh, maybe about three months ago. You and I were talking before we started recording about how those three months have felt a lot longer than three months. But uh, how have you been and how has Alter Eco been since we last spoke in June, uh, given all that's been going on in the world since then?
1: Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be the inaugural member of the uh, repeat visit club uh, to this <laughs> podcast. So thank, thanks for that. Uh, I personally am feeling really thankful. Uh, I'm health, uh, healthy. My family's healthy, the team's healthy. And, and I think that's a really important thing these days, more important than ever. Um, also really thankful that our, our business is great. Uh, our, our sales are up double digits. We're outpacing the category. And, um, you know, I'm excited that that sort of the holy trinity is happening right now. We've got really exciting innovation uh, in our new grass-fed milk chocolate line that's doing well. We have new product placements uh, in new stores, and our base business is doing really well. So it's great to see all three of those things working together. Um, the one thing, or the two things, I think... Um, you know, bear noting is just that everything is different and continues to be different. And I think we're reaching this point where most folks kind of thought back when we first talked that things would be quote unquote back to normal, uh, kind of September, October. And I think now everybody's starting to wonder, you know, what normal will be and, and what that means for our business. Our e-commerce sales are still uh, through the roof and, uh, you know, create some really interesting challenges is to keep up with that growth. Um, But we're also seeing even in stores, you know, people might be less likely to buy something at the register, but they'll be more likely to, um, you know, pick up like a traditional flavor or a bar that's more comforting. So uh, we see that happening and continue to adjust our business. Uh, The big thing for us, too, you know, we're a mission driven company and, you know, in terms of our team. We really, you look around the world right now and the fires that happened recent are happening in California. The sense of urgency to move and have an impact is greater than ever. And we see that in our own company. Uh, and we even see that from our consumers when we engage with them on social media and watching those engagement metrics and things like that. So it's a really exciting and meaningful time to take an additional step, uh, which is what we're doing by launching the Alter Eco Foundation this fall.
0: That, that's great. You know, I'm glad to hear that things for you, yourself personally, your business, your employees are all going as well as they can during this time. I mean, like you said, when we spoke in June, I don't think any of us would have put a timeline quite this far out and and expected that we'd still sort of be in the same position we were in June with um, really not much else changed. Um, but I'm glad that you bring up the Alter Eco Foundation because that's sort of why we're going to be talking today today. Um, you and I, when we spoke last time, uh, a big focus of our conversation centered around the uh, B corporation model and and the fact that you know what you guys do at Alter Eco, um, you know puts more than just business first and and puts others first, puts the environment first. Uh, and so now you've launched um, or will be launching in October the Alter Eco Foundation. So why don't you just go ahead and let us know what is the Alter Eco Foundation? Is this um, you know, a new set of, of plans and, and practices that you guys are going to be putting forward? Or is this maybe more just a consolidation of what you've already been doing under one umbrella? Um, what is the Alter Eco Foundation? Great.
1: So um, I'll step back and talk a little bit about what makes Alter Eco special. Um, you know, we as a company try to do everything we can to make products that are better for the planet, better for the people who made them and better for the folks who eat them. So um, you know, we th- spend a lot of time, and B Corp is an example of this, uh, packaging is another, how we actually grow our cacao is another, really thinking through every step of the supply chain. Um, why we're launching the foundation and why we're really excited about it is we've spent a lot of time thinking about how can we even go broader and further and create more impact than just what our little organic chocolate company can do. And so the foundation actually represents a really big and significant expansion of uh, that effort in every single way. Uh, one in terms of dollars and timing, uh, we have a 1.5 million dollar starter grant to get the foundation moving from the Errol Foundation. So it's a it's an increase in actual you know dollars we can put to work. It's a sustained multi year effort since it's over five years. We can start planning over the longer term. And we've really created um, an infrastructure behind it, both in terms of the projects we support that I'm, I'd love to talk about and, and how we support them. So we can create a new type of model where we consider the foundation sort of the laboratory to work on and prove out better ways to make food and help the planet and help the people that make that food at the same time. And the hope is, as we prove those things out, it actually becomes an open source model that uh, we're very excited to share with others.
0: So you mentioned that one point five million dollar grant, um, you know, over the next five years to actually get this this process sort of underway of trying to transform the way that we grow our food into a more sustainable, um, you know, agroforestry regenerative way. So how does that one point five million dollars get spent? What are the um concrete steps that will be taken that actually help to transform a growing operation into a more sustainable version of itself. Perfect.
1: Um, why don't we start if can I can I talk a little bit about how
0: agroforestry works?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Please for those do. of you who are aren't for uh, so the many folks probably aren't familiar about with the term, but it's it's similar to and kind of I call it a branch of regenerative agriculture. And so you know, when you go to many cacao farms, it's a monoculture. It's nothing but cacao trees and the cacao trees are sort of out in the sun and the rainforest is no longer there. Um, Agroforestry is very different. It actually mimics how a forest works. So if you walk into a farm that's using this model, It doesn't actually really look like a traditional farm and you will see layers of trees um, and plants and the bottom story you will see um, Row row plants like uh, peppers or peas Uh, Then you'll see a layer of cacao trees Then you'll see fruit trees above that like mango and banana and uh, At the top layer you'll see lumber trees that will be harvested every so often now Um, There's a ton of benefits to this model. You know, one, all these additional trees, there's more trees per acre. It helps uh, sequester carbon. That's a big deal, but it actually improves farmer income because they have more crops to sell uh, and they can diversify their income. Farmers are happier because they're actually working in a a, a forest environment instead of out in the hot sun. And um, it it also just helps the planet in terms of, you know, all these trees and the root structure. It it preserves uh, water and prevents erosion. It improves um, plant diversity and uh, animal diversity, all those things, because it looks more like a forest. This is a very different model than how a lot of cacao is grown, even organic cacao. And so um, the seed money and the foundation, and one of the big projects we're doing is with our UNO Case, uh, cooperative in Ecuador, when you transition farmers, there's a few specific things we need to help them with. One, we we like to make some demo plots, right? So somebody who's not familiar with this model can actually travel and go see one and see what it looks like and talk to that farmer. The second thing we want to do and we use the money for is actually to help the farmer prepare the land and plant seeds. So if you remember what I talked about, um, you know, really many of these farms are monoculture cacao, um, we actually have to go and cut down a couple of cacao trees, but we will plant more, you know, more than replace that with all these other species that I talked about. And so just that that cost for seedlings and such is about $700 a hectare. And so for many cacao farmers, that's a pretty big investment. And so we want to help them with that. Um, the third thing we help with is training. And uh, you know, there's, there's a little training that needs to go into this model. So for example, when do you prune trees back? Um, How do you irrigate? We don't drip irrigate in this model, but what we do do, and this is my one of the things I loved seeing in my visit there, is you can actually cut down uh, banana trees. Uh, The trunk is filled with water and you can cut that in half and use it to irrigate your other trees uh, during the dry season and the banana plant grows back incredibly quickly. So those are the types of things we actually need to train farmers how to do. Uh, once all this happens and we, we invest in that startup, it, you know, the farmers are actually pretty good at taking it from there and they see the benefits, um, you know, develop in the next couple of years. So um, we our goal is to give them a good start and kind of think about it as like a good education so they can take it from there
0: that's that's awesome and that you know with the banana tree that's super interesting i never would have thought that you could use one tree to water other trees um that's that's a very interesting kind of new um practice that i had never heard of um so one thing that you did mention earlier uh, i think you used the term open source and so i want to get into i the the press release that alter eco put out made a, a point to mention that the the hope ultimately is to get this Um, to expand to other companies and, and to as many different grow operations as possible. Um, so, what is the plan as far as expansion? Is are you looking at this almost sort of like a pilot program, and then once the kinks are all worked out, you can hopefully expand that into you know more grow operations? How do you how do you make this go from something Alter Eco is doing to something hopefully the entire industry is doing?
1: It's a great question. So, first of all, I think it's important to remember with cacao that it is one of the most common crops in the world. I think there's almost thirty million acres worldwide and millions of farmers who grow cacao, and so. If we can use the foundation as we intend to, which is to pilot concepts and get proof of concepts, there's so much um, already happening in terms of acreage dedicated to cacao that we think it can can immediately become a scalable concept. And so we're going to use this foundation to plant the seeds and create broader impact. And there's a couple of ways we think about that. One is in terms of um, an advisory board we've constructed. you know, we're, we realize we don't know everything and we want to learn as we go from experts around us. So we've brought in partner companies like Dr. Bronner's, um, researchers at universities, Carla Martin from Harvard and other folks, even farmers to actually help us build this. Um, the next thing we're going to do is, is of that 1.5 million, we're actually investing... Uh, money in the research side of it and actually monitoring the impact. So in some of our initial studies, we've seen really, really positive uh, impact, actually demonstrated improvement in farmer income, sometimes by 20 percent or more. But we actually want to prove these things out because part of scaling these models and we've seen this in 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 other areas, is to show the positive impact that farmers make more money, the soil is in better shape, there's more plant and animal diversity, and hopefully less uh, pestilence and disease as a result of that. And so we're setting this up. We're gonna monitor impact, use our advisory network and others to kind of create this idea of continuous improvement, help with recruiting more farmers. And then as we actually make these results public, we're really hoping for the rest of the industry to engage with us. And we're gonna learn from them and they're gonna learn from us. And our hope is we can really have a multiplier impact on the work that the foundation is doing
0: that that's incredible. I think you know what your company is doing, even this year, just in our country alone, I think we've seen two things um, really kind of move to the forefront, and that is the importance of the and the uh, essentialness of the people who grow our food and provide our food for us uh, and how fragile our planet can be. Um, which we're seeing right now on our own west coast. And so this foundation to you know, make the lives of the people who are providing our food better uh, and leaving a planet behind that can continue to provide food for future generations, I can't think of anything more important in the world right now uh, when it comes to the food and beverage industry. And so I think what you guys are doing is incredible. Uh, and I appreciate you coming on and sharing that with us. And you know I hope that you know we can talk again down the line and see how this process is going and and hopefully hear nothing but good news. I would love to be able to talk again, uh, and hopefully we'll have really good news to share
1: on how these projects are moving. I, I really believe we're presented right now with a limited window, an opportunity to, to create a better system of feeding the planet and bringing everybody along for that ride. So the stakes are really high, uh, and that's made our company even more excited to, to push this forward.
0: I couldn't agree more. Like you said, the stakes are as high as they've ever been. And so, you know, it starts with a small step with a single company and then hopefully can kind of ripple out and affect the entire industry from there. So thank you again, Uh, Mike Forbes, CEO of Alter Eco. Uh, The Alter Eco Foundation launches in October and, you know, hopefully uh, we can keep you recurring and and have you on again soon to talk about any progress and, and where we go from there. So thank you again. Thank you and be well. You too.